What's up, everybody? This is Jay, a.k.a. Brother Soap, welcoming you to the 2018 British Soap Awards Special. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And I was going to do this whole bit where I sang more of the song, but like put British soap stuff in it. I had to say that because I got lazy and didn't do all that. So, (laughs) welcome. That's all the song you're getting from me this year. (laughs) And as usual, I am here with the queen of the British soap podcast miss lynn's what it do woman who just saw avengers infinity war (laughs) i walked out in tears she walked out in tears because she was so happy that nobody died (laughs) unless you read spoilers or The spoilers are lies. Everyone lived. They killed Thanos. It was great. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, dearie. Don't at me, y'all. That was a complete lie. It was really good, though. Yeah. Go watch it. If you're a nerd like me, go watch it. Yes, go watch (laughs) it if you're a nerd like me her or if you are one like me that gets irritated if a show ends on a cliffhanger and you've got to wait forever to see the next one don't go see it just wait till the new part two comes out next year 2020 whatever hell it comes out then you watch them back to back because that's what i plan to do i'm not watching minute one until the day the new one comes out when i will be at the theater with everyone else watching it and loving it and living it yes <laughs> yes but this is not the marvel podcast this is the british soap awards podcast british soap uh podcast spinoff where we will be talking all things british soap awards but before we jump there we have some breaking news well breaking a few days ago <laughs> breaking news <laughs> oh, to oh, discuss oh, jesus oh, fucking christ this. Kate Oates is being replaced by Ian McLeod again. Okay. He is leaving Emmerdale. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> but he's going to go destroy Coronation Street. I don't understand. Again. What were... He had this two-year stint of greatness, and then it's just like... Let's ruin it again by turning it into Hollyoaks once again. I mean, well, <laughs> what were your thoughts when you when you heard the news, darling? I was pissed. There, there, there's no ands, ifs, or buts about it. It's like everything this man touches turns into, oh, that's throw a great victim in jail. Oh, wait, Kato's is doing that bit. <laughs> I'm not sure how I I'm not sure how I feel about, you know, how it's going. I mean, I like where Coronation Street is going, but I hated what she did with you know, she did the Lachlan almost or assaulting, you know, Alicia thing. Mm-hmm. And that was really good. And then she went and did this whole male rape thing and it turned into Hollywood. I'm like, uh no. Please don't. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Even, I'm just like, can nobody do that, right? 
Yeah, I mean, even though I'm upset with, you know, the way a couple of Kate Oates stories are going, I feel like she definitely has made the best of her time on Coronation Street. I feel like she is the best producer that show has had, at least in the 10 years that I've watched. You know, she immediately came on the canvas. I also read that they plan on getting, or he plans on getting rid of a lot of the child actors on the show. Just so they can do more with the veteran actors. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's nice. But, I mean, if Ian gives veteran actors bad stories, it's still going to be a bad story. So, yeah, it's, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. You know, yeah, I understand I, I, I there's... I am bringing more rest to the floor, right? Yeah. <laughs> I understand that there's some criticism of Kate Oates, and I feel like a lot of it is warranted, but... I think she's done an excellent job turning that show around. And I have seen Ian's work on Hollyoaks. I have seen it on Coronation, on uh, Emmerdale. It is not good. So I do not think that magically he is going to do a great job at Coronation Street. I think he's going to turn it into crap that is unwatchable, which is why I've already decided that as of September-ish, which probably will be around the time his work starts, I'm done with Coronation Street until he's out. (laughs) And I'm going back to Emmerdale. To see what the new Everdale producers do because, I mean, it's trash. I found a poll from Metro back in the day, back when Ian was announced as the producer of uh, Emmerdale, the new producer from Hollyoaks. And the poll asked, do you have faith in Emmerdale's new producer? Zero percent of people said too early to tell. This is before he even started on the show. Thirty three percent of people said, yes, bring it on. And 67% of people said, no, not at all. They had no faith in Ian, right? So I also mm-hmm. did a little uh, informal poll on the Twitterations, uh, quoting uh, some praise that was given from one of the ITV execs about Ian McLeod, where that exec said, uh, Emmerdale has been going through a golden period under Ian McLeod. And I put that quote up and I had people choose between the uh, responses, that is the truth, or who told that lie? 21% of people said it is true that Ian McLeod has given Emmerdale a golden period, which means 79% of people said, who told that lie? Who told that lie <laughs> is going that? to Coronation Street? <laughs> a guy that people did not like before he came to Emmerdale. People did not like after they've seen his work on Emmerdale. And the wise television executives decided that's the guy that needs to go hell, Coronation Street. Great. <laughs> Just, I don't get it. Like, I understand that only a few people have been so producers, but honestly, there have to be some hungry, talented individuals that could have stepped into that role that would not be the train wreck that uh, Ian is about to be. So, mm-hmm. uh, I hope Emmerdale wins. Uh, I mean, I hope Coronation Street wins Best Soap this year because uh, under Ian, they ain't about to do it. <laughs> yeah. And if they do it, it won't be deserved. But shit, EastEnders ain't playing this year. Hollyoaks is not playing this year. So, yeah, I don't know what the fuck Corey's doing, but that's going to be a problem. <laughs> Shucks. All right, everybody. So, um, this, again, is going to be our special British Soap Awards edition where we talk about um, both the nominees 
and the winners. And we're kind of doing this a little bit different than we did in previous years. Uh, previously, we did kind of like a British Soap Awards episode, either tied to an episode of BSP or as a later. But this time, we're going to have all British Soap Award talk on one podcast. So given that the awards have not happened as of the time I'm recording these words, um, what we're going to do is after the show, which is June 2nd this year, uh, Lens and I will get back together and we will record our reactions to the show and we will include that as a post credit scene on this podcast. So if you're listening now and it's before June 2nd, 3rd, 4th, 5th, <laughs> give us a couple of days. <laughs> we'll just have yeah, a nominee party. I'll be moving out by then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yes. But a- <laughs> after about that time, I'll, I'll repost the show and I'll note that our reactions to the show have been added. So listen past the credits and uh, you will get the, our reactions to the winners. Yes. So um, there's that. Um, we are going to get to talking the categories, the nominees, the shortlist for the British Soap Awards. Uh, as I share every year, I will say we will not be discussing doctors because we do not cover doctors on this show. So those of you who listen know this already, so y'all ain't mad. <laughs> but that is the disclaimer. All right. You ready to do this, Queen Lens? I am indeed. All right. Let's start with Best Newcomer, which was won in 2017 by Prince Rob Mallard, who plays Daniel (gasps) on Corey, and I still need him to get with my priests like they were in real life for five minutes because I love them and I want them to be my gay super couple. (laughs) (laughs) But we can't have nice things. So anyway, the nominees for Best Newcomer are... On Coronation Street, Nicola Thorpe, who plays Nicola Rubenstein. And I did not know both people had the same name, the actress and act and the character. But <laughs> that was cute. Uh, on East Enders, Lorraine Stanley, who plays Karen Taylor. Uh, on Emmerdale, Andrew Scarborough, who plays Graham Foster. And on Hollyoaks, uh, I think this is Lauren McQueen, who plays. Uh, I Lily- think it's Lauren. La- uh, Lauren. Lauren. Okay, so Lauren McQueen, who plays Lily Hutchinson. Okay, either I messed up, baby, when I wrote it, or <laughs> that's how she spells it. Okay, so Lauren McQueen. All right. I am going to go first, you guys, on these categories because I did my homework and picked uh, <laughs> the best and worst. I Lindsay did not. A- I was Lindsay too busy having, having a nerd day. <laughs> yes. Lindsay has a life. Sister be working hard. She has shit to do. So I'm going to go first and she's going to pick as we go along. So my pick for who should win this award is Corporation Street, Nicola Thorpe, Nicola Rubenstein. Baby girl, she came in as the daughter of a serial killer and she has just rocked it. She clicks with Phelan. She clicks with uh, Summer. She clicks with uh, Todd's mama. She clicks with Gary. Clicks so much with him that she got pregnant by him. You know, every story they throw her in, if it's, you know, having to deal with Seb's ass who's scared to death of her father. Uh, If it's having to talk to, um, you know, one of her mom's old friends who was, you know, sexually assaulted by Phelan or, you know, or I can't remember if she was sexually assaulted or realize some fucked up stuff 
stuff happened with her mom. Like she's just she's just so good in that role. So I love her. I found her compelling from the first episode, and uh, yeah, I think she is excellent in that uh, category. Um, also love Lily from uh, How Lils. Think she's great and. I've only seen a little bit of him, but I also like the guy who plays Graham on uh, Emmerdale. I think uh, he's good. The one I just could not with, who I thought better not walk their ass across the stage, is Lorraine Stanley's Karen Taylor. I loved her when she played uh, Jay, whoever that little girl was that he had sex or sent him pictures or he had sex with, whatever, and then got caught up on them child prostitution charges or whatever the fuck they did to him. I thought she was great as that little girl's mom. I really don't like her as Karen. She's been better now that she's written by John York, but it's too much yeah, bad when, water when under that wasn't. bridge. Yeah, it kind of kind of ruined her a bit. Yeah, and even start, under John that. York, now her new story is being duped by some dumb brother that she should know is a train wreck, but she was being a stupid woman choosing a man over our kids. See, I wasn't feeling that. So for her, even though I think she's a fine actress and I loved her in the, in the first role she had on EastEnders, I was just like, I, I can't tell. Don't you walk your ass across that stage? No, ma'am. <laughs> so yeah. that's me. Who are your picks, baby? The same, to be honest with you. I didn't see enough of this Graham dude to give a crap. So I'm not going to pass any judgments on him. So, I mean, like, I did see a few things with a minute. He wasn't bad. So I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. But he's probably not going to win. Uh, I've seen, I, I, I love the little girl who plays Lily. I'm not entirely sure. Did they adopt her? Is that why her last name is Hutchinson now? Because I don't remember them ever adopting her. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's odd because, yeah, Tony is not her kin. Because <laughs> if they adopted her, I understand that because I don't remember them ever saying they formerly, or formal, formally adopted her. So I don't know what her last name was before, but and, and it wasn't Hutchinson. Also, but, I'm still uh, catching up on Hollyoaks and I'm in January now, so. <laughs> I was like, Oh, it, yeah, it, it, yeah, it, uh, that's wrong. It, her name is Louis Drinkwell. It was Chris's last name, isn't it? Yeah, her and her Scott, Scott have the last name. She's she's Lily Drinkwell. Uh, oh, oh, although I see something that's probably a spoiler, so I will not say that. <laughs> but, yes, she's Lily Drinkwell. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, she's, yes, I'm like, they have the same last name. I don't think they've ever been adopted. But I like I like her storyline so far. They've been really good, Um, you know. And I like that they're kind of pulling together, like, the little teen scene again that is actually, you know, kind of, like, old-fashioned, like how we used to watch, like, back with Sasha and Michaela and all of them. They're not doing, like, a bullying storyline or anything. They're just having, you know, their little, you know, we're going to, you know, self-harm or not self-harm or, you, you know, that storyline was really good. How it brought them all together and everything. That was really good. But my two, my should is Nicola and my not so much is Lorraine as well. Because I've seen more of them than I've seen of the other two. Next category is Best Young Performance in 2017, won by Elle Mulvaney's Amy on Coronation Street. 
Uh, this year's nominees are Matilda Freeman, who plays Summer Spellman on Coronation Street, Maisie Smith, who plays Tiffany Butcher on EastEnders, Isabel Steele, who plays Liv Flaherty, I still don't know how to say that name, <laughs> on Emmerdale, and then Ella Mae Demurkin, I did the same, I listened to the last year's show earlier, I did the same shit last year, Ella Mae Demurkin, Demurkin, I don't know how the hell it said, <laughs> but the cutie who plays Leah on uh, Hollyoaks. This is the only category I could not pick. I love all these girls. I refuse to choose between them. I don't care who wins. I love them all. Lindsay, this is all you. Who should win? You we shouldn't see, walk across I that stage. I do have a choice because, you see, I, I kind of went with a tie between two of them because I think they did better than the other two or the other one wasn't around enough to give two shits about. I picked Ella May from Hollyoaks and Matilda Freeman from Coronation Street because Leah is just Leah. She's grown. She's grown up on the show. You've seen her. She's the Tom. She is the current Tom of Hollyoaks right now. She has been on the show since she was a wee little thing, and she's grown up and she's gotten better and better with time. And now that her mom's dead, and you know. She is dealing with the fact that her pseudo dad, which apparently now came out, is officially, you know, Amy's killer. It came out. It's all, you know, <laughs> it's just like she's pretty much lost everyone and, you know, except for Ski. So I'm kind of hoping, you know, Ski gets his act together and, you know, becomes actual full time dad, and not, you know, douche nasally. But, you know, they they both did really good. And I agree with, you know, and Maisie did really good, too. But Isabel Steele was off doing schooling, so there wasn't really much she did. So she's the one I don't think should win. But the other three, good luck to them. <laughs> yes. Love them all, refuse to pick. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right, let's jump to Best On-Screen Partnership, won in 2017 by Richard Linnell and Cassius Nelson's Alfie and Jade on Hollyoaks. Up for the award this year are Bhavna Limbachia and Faye Brooks, who play Rana and Kate on Coronation Street. Lacey Turner and Jake Wood, who play Stacey and Max on EastEnders. Ned Porteous and Andrew Scarborough, who play Joe and Graham on Emmerdale. And Malik Thompson-Dwyer and Theo Graham, who play Prince and Hunter on the Holly Oaks. My, they better not walk they messy, cheating on men's, cheating on their girlfriends, and sneaking around behind people back when they should just tell the truth. They want to be single and they want to be together instead of messing around on everybody and then acting crazy when people are bad and they've been hooking up and trying to make it seem like they homophobic when people is just mad that they hooking up and cheating yeah, on people and being messy. <laughs> Rana and K better not walk their ass across that goddamn stage. I'm gonna be pissed. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> my my top two are actually not them because my top two that I don't want to see go across that stage are Rana and Kate and Stacy and Max. I'd rather I'd rather see those twins walk up there than see either of them or walk up there. I'm not gonna lie to you right now, Prince and Hunter. I want them to win. <laughs> and baby girl, those are my picks for who I want to win. Because <laughs> this is the thing. 
if when Prince and Hunter joined the show, I immediately loved Hunter and I hated Prince because they kind of played the black stereotype thuggish bullshit with Prince and I got on my fucking nerves with a quickness. But what happened, they kind of morphed Prince and Hunter a little bit when Hunter was getting involved with Nita and started getting his heart broken by Nita. Prince became really brotherly and that was played really well. Like the, well, the, that, the love between those. So. Oh I, my I God. love those. I loved Hunter and Nita men. Oh my God. What happened, what happened there was ridiculous. Yeah. And how, you know, I don't know I, if I'm I've said this to you. I'm glad he got out a window. Yeah, I don't know if I've said this to you. It may have been when I was talking with Leela about the show, but I had some issues, not with Hunter, but with Nita's treatment of Hunter. So that was a problem. Mm -hmm. And Prince was even kind of like, bro, you don't need to be getting played. This is a complicated situation. But I just love the, the brotherhood between those two, the way they were played. I, I just thought that was excellent. So to see those two win, they're cute brothers. They do a great job. I, I, also I, really good I don't with... even know who Joe and Graham are. Yeah. So I kind of, yeah. I'm kind of just basing everything off of the three that I watch. Yeah. <laughs> so Prince is also good with uh, Lily on How Lilks, and yeah. I love that. So I, I, I would love those two brothers as well. Um, Graham, I've seen. Joe, I think I saw a couple episodes with him before the reveal that he was Joe, but nobody cares about him. Um, and Stacey Max, while they had their little their little uh, little hookup was hot, uh, Stacey's attitude since that hookup and the way she's been treating Martin is not. So I'm with my girl hell now. But Ron and Kate, like, baby Ben, I, and I walked their ass across Martin that stage. Stacey and Max, I could see it, but yeah, nobody else. My love, man. Martin is my love on that show. Yes. And you, if he ever leaves, I will cry. And you don't be playing my more and talk about something I'm cheated because I'm bored. Shut the hell up. <laughs> that dumb <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> All right. Best comedy performance. One in 2017 by Dolly Rose Campbell's Gemma on Gemma. Coronation Street, who I have come to love. <laughs> I Just. still love her face. I, I, I want yes. her with Tyrone. I'm sorry. Yeah. I, 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 I love Fizz. I love her. I think she's amazing. She's going on maternity leave pretty soon. So bring on the Gemma. <laughs> that little drama between her Tyrone and Fizz and Chiz is that's fire. So I agree with that. But uh, up for best comedy performance this year, we've got on Coronation Street. This is another name I should have pronounced, uh, practiced, and I didn't. <laughs> I believe this is Luisa Paticas, who plays Myra Pollock on Coronation <laughs> Street. I didn't realize her last name was Pollock, like that annoying bastard on, on the Emmerdale. <laughs> <laughs> That says a lot. <laughs> Shit. Anyway, so that's up. Uh, EastEnders, uh, Natin Gantra, who plays Masood Ahmed. On Emmerdale, Sally Dexter, who plays Faith Dingle. And then on Hollyoaks, Nicole Barbalane, who plays Myra McQueen. I'm going to switch it up and put you on the spot, baby girl. You pick first. Who's better not walk their ass across that stage and who better win? Myra better win. She's been a hoot this year. I mean, she's. I mean, she's been doing more dramatic stuff than she's been doing actual comedy stuff this last year because of all the stuff happening with you know Nita and everything and how she's like, I don't want some of it. Like you know, she loves her teacher friend. She has feelings for her. <laughs> There's feelings there, but you know, I'm. 
I want her to win. I, she's been snuffed so many flipping times, but I have the feeling that this dude and his ice cream truck is going to win. But if that chick who plays Moira walks across that stage, I am going to punch him in the face. I hate that woman. I would rather see Vic Reeves walk across that stage. I love the dude who played the guy who bought out <laughs> who bought out the shop just to sell it back. <laughs> I was uh, I I'd rather see him walk across there. The guy that you know, Colin. That's his name. <laughs> I hated I'd that bastard. Walk across the stage. <laughs> I hated him so much, and I love that both well, him and Myra left the show together because there was two of the people that I hated the most leaving at the same time. But see, th- th- let me tell you, I was shocked that she came back because what happened was I'd been waiting to find out when the episode that David's rape would air, and then someone mm-hmm. on Twitter let me know that it uh, had aired one day, and then I jumped. I was like a month behind, and I just jumped to that episode. And on the and episode of there. David, yes, my was, and I was like, "What the fuck is she doing?" <laughs> I was so mad. I was like, "I thought we got rid of this trick. Why is she back?" So, if you can't tell, she better not walk her ass across that stage. That's my pick too. <laughs> also, like my girl, because we got the same mind. Nicole Barber Lane better win because she is fire, she, fabulous, hilarious. I want to have it. so many times and she's done so much funny stuff over the years. It just makes me sad that every time she's nominated for it, she gets snubbed by somebody better. Well, not better, better. but you know. Yes, cross fingers that this is her year, baby. Yes, God. I still have a feeling this dude is going to walk that stage, though. Yeah, that just seems like a weird choice to me. I always remember him being hateful to his son and homophobic to uh, Saeed. So seeing him, I understand why he's in that category this year. But to me, I'm just kind of like, no, bro. <laughs> yeah. No. But it, it's like it's like the uh, black sheep or the, uh, the, the, yeah, the black sheep of the group there might, you know, pop up from oh, the ashes. You mean and, the, you know, the dark horse? The Dark Horse. Yes. That's what I'm thinking of. Yes. My brain. That, that's only on my <laughs> mind because recently I listened to the uh, Daytime Confidential Emmy nominations podcast and they were talking about oh. Dark Horses. <laughs> that's yeah. That's all the reason. Like that fucking Rome Flint snatching well, that, that goddamn my, that award from me? Casey Moss. It got on my goddamn nerves. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Villain of the Year, who is Rome Flynn from Bold and Beautiful, snatching that award from Casey Moss on Days of Our Lives. Villain of the Year, who in 2017 was won by someone from Doctors that we're going to ignore. Uh, up for the nomination this year are uh, Connor McIntyre, who plays Pat Phelan on Coronation Street. He can win next year. Jake Woods, who plays Max Branning on Easter for the second year they've nominated this fool. Uh, Jillian Carity, who played Queen Emma Barton on Emmerdale. And David Easter, who played that annoying ass, homophobic ass Mac Nightingale on The Holly to the Oaks. This one was easy for me. 
King Pat is the king. Conor McIntyre, but as we've ever got damn award, he's in because he's been the best all around. So Conor McIntyre, easy pick for me. Again, like last year, I don't know if this is who I said better not walk the ass across that stage, but I'm picking it this year. Jake Wood better not walk his ass across that stage. This is the thing. You and I talked about this last year because I just listened to our show from last year. He is not a fucking villain. <laughs> He's not no. a fucking villain. This is bullshit. <laughs> He's just a dumb dude who did some dumb shit who Sean O'Connor manipulated into doing a long, boring-ass storyline that nobody came cared about. Yes, yep. John York came in and made it partially interesting. It was still a sleeper. But villain of the year? No. For doing some building scheme? Nobody gives a fuck now. <laughs> For killing off for yes. killing off the more logical sister keep and keeping the one that nobody liked alive. Yeah. Way to go. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you think, baby? Who should not walk across that stage and who better win? You know what? I actually went with David Easter over this one because I hated Max Nightingale and I'm glad they pushed him out a window. I'm glad that his daughter pushed him out a window and kicked him off the show because my God, he was the most annoying ass bitch I've ever seen in my life. Yes, God. And he had that really wide ass eye thing. You know, when he got angry, his eyebrows didn't even go up. His eyes just got wide. I'm like, <laughs> that's creepy. But but yeah, Pat, Pat needs to walk across him. Yes. <laughs> totally agree. and he can walk next year too in his final time mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. I want him to win all the awards alright next up best male dramatic performance last year run by John Middleton's Ashley uh, from Emmerdale uh, up for the nomination this year are again King Pat Phelan, uh, Connor McIntyre on Coronation Street Jake Wood, familiar with my names, Max Branding on EastEnders, Jeff Hortley, our lovely Kane Dingle from the Emmerdale, and I was shocked to see his name on this list, but glad it was, Ross Adams, who plays Scott Drinkwell on the Hollyhocks. Baby girl, I'm going to throw this one to you. Who's your pick for Better Not Walk the Ass Across That Stage? Max, of course. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but this one, this one... I was torn. I was really torn. Yes. Before you move on, let me say, I also picked Max. He better not walk his ass across the stage. I already know what they submitted, that excellent episode where he broke down with his daughters and told them the truth and called them all out their names. It was fabulous. But again, we were seeing the tail end of that bullshit Sean O'Connor did, and I do not want that awarded. So I'm with my girl. He better not walk his ass across that stage. So, yes. Now tell us about being torn, baby. My torne <laughs> was between all the other three. Yes. <laughs> because Kane is my love. Scott is just a cute little dude. Yes. And Pat Feeling is just Pat Feeling. So you can't really, you know, you can't really fight between three. So Max is definitely not, but I'm okay if any of the other three win. (laughs) I made a decision. And even though I said Connor McIntyre needs to sweep all the awards here, I will disagree. I would give this one to Ross Adams, who played played Scott on Hollyoaks. The episode where 
uh, Ross Adams played Scott, and uh, he w- ended it uh, by trying to end his life. Uh, was really good. Uh, the way Hollywood mm-hmm. started it was he started off extremely happy. He was trying to do a show and was wanting to have his family and friends uh, come out to the show. But like the entire day, like every time he was try- interacting with someone, they were rude to him. And it was unexpected. Yep. And, and, it, and it didn't go with, you know, what it was. It was like he said, you know, hey, you come into the show. And someone's like, I don't have time for this. Or, you know, you say, hey, to somebody and just like, get away from me. Like, that's how it was. So the way they built it up, you could see, you know, how, you know, he was cracking. Because all he's trying to do is, you know, trying to have a good day, trying to have his family and friends around. And like, no one was there for him. And he was more raw than I have ever seen him when he kind of wrote a, did a little video uh, breaking down how he was feeling and how, you know, everyone always assumed that he was this smiling stereotype, but he really hurt inside. And Ross Adams, he killed that. Well, he had me in fucking tears and I'm like, God damn, yo, because I've loved him, his performance since he started on Hollywood because he has been proudly gay out proud who he is doesn't give a fuck nay trying to be no straight acting bro he is just himself and it's beautiful and to see mm-hmm. how you know people look at that in real life and they you know are homophobic and hateful and you know try to steal the joy of people that are just living and enjoying their life and just as how Ross played that breakdown it was just, uh, it was just fantastic. Yeah, especially so. with his, especially with his mom and brother. Or well, True. his mom's gone now, but you know, with his brother there now too, it's just yes. like. Now, at the time, what I'm talking about happened. I don't think his, I don't think his mom and brother had joined yet. I think that was after the fact. He found that out after he got out of the hospital. But you know, at this time, you know, it was. Just, the way it was played was just perfect. So I thought Ross Adams did excellent. That that scene stayed with me. So, yeah, I'm just like, best male dramatic performance, I'm good with it. Kane, he'll, he'll get another shot. Max is always going to get another shot. Feeling I think going to sweep up most of the awards. But Scott, I think Ross Adams is undervalued and deserves it because he gave his all in that. So, Scott, my pick hands down. Jake would know. <laughs> Not at all. Yes. <laughs> Best Female Dramatic Performance won in 2017 by uh, Kim Marsh's Michelle, which I'm sure makes um, at a 70 Streets fan so happy. Hey, 70 Street (laughs) (laughs) fan. Anyway, uh, up for the nomination this year are Lucy Fallon, who plays Bethany Platt on Coronation Street. Lacey Turner, who plays Stacey Fowler on EastEnders. Uh, Natalie J. Robb, <laughs> shut up, girl. <laughs> Natalie J. Robb, who plays Myra Barton on Emmerdale. And Nadine, oh, this is another one from last year. I should well, practice. Correct. Thank you. Who plays Leo McQueen <laughs> on Hollyos. <laughs> oh, Lord. So, I have a feeling that uh, my girl and I will have both picked State Lacey Turner as she better not walk her ass across that stage for this How did year. you get? <laughs> that laugh which was hilarious. <laughs> yes. And I'll let you go. Who would you pick for best performance out of the three remaining? All right. I was kind of over. I mean, Bethany did some good stuff 
this year and everything. But I kind of liked Moira going through all the anguishy stuff after pushing Emma off the viaduct. Let's just say. Great stuff. So I kind of, I don't know if that'll be counted towards this year or not. But if it is, I'd choose either her or Cleo. Because Cleo went through a lot this year, too. So, you know. <laughs> yes. Well, you and I are of similar mind. My pick for win is Myra Barton. Natalie J. Robb always gives it. And I feel like she did an excellent job with this story. Uh, even the stuff around Emma's death when, you know, it was the confrontation in the farmhouse and all that. I just thought she did a phenomenal job. And I'd love to see her win. So, yep, I'm with my girl Myra Barton, definitely. Bethany, yep. I love, but Bethany does too much brightest shit. She gets on my nerves. And Cleo, it's just, their babies, they constantly have her tragic, you know. It's, if she's not that, getting hit on by a pedophile, yeah, that, doing that, heroin, it, it's too much. Yeah, that, that was my main thing that kind of made me go more towards Mora. Yeah. The thing I really liked about Cleo, though, is they finally gave nothing. Sexy, sexy, somebody to be with, even though they're not together, but they're back together, but they're not together again, and they're back. I just love <laughs> they gave my They gave my sexy facts to somebody else <laughs> to play with that wasn't Warren. Now that he's gone, sad baby. <laughs> baby girl does need somebody happy in her life. <laughs> Yes, I agree on. He does. I think, and I think, and I think, Scottish Foxy is doing quite a fine job with that. Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's jump to Best Actor, won in 2017 by John Middleton's Ashley on Emmerdale. Up for the nomination this year, we've got five contenders. So we've got on Coronation Street, both Jack P. Shepard, who plays David Platt, and Connor McIntyre, who plays Pat Phelan. On Emmerdale, we've got two actors as well. We've got Michael Parr on Ross Barton, and then somebody not worth mentioning. And then on Hollyoaks, we've got Theo Graham, who plays Hunter McQueen. <laughs> Baby girl, let's, let's let you take this one. Who's your pick for Better Not Walk the Ass Across That Stage? Do you really need an answer to that question? Really? <laughs> you okay. shall not be named. The Voldemort of, 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 of Emmerdale. He shall not watch it. Oh, Jesus Christ. And I'm sure, oh my God, I'm sure so many Rob Ron fan girls got together and thought, okay, Danny has been up for this award a bunch of times. And last year, Ryan got no love. So we have to vote for him three trillion times. So he's on this list. Even <laughs> though you have 10, <laughs> 10 jokes. Um, yeah, no. Oh, Ryan Holly is not going to win. I will not let him. I could. It's still comedy to be easy, even on this list. I, I'm not even sorry. I don't care. <laughs> and, then, and then I kind of had a tie for two people on this one again, which is, you know, kind of bad for me. But again, two different shows. Connor McIntyre's going to win, but Hunter McQueen should. That's, that's what I interesting. think. Yeah, that's not who I thought you were going to pick for number two. Dude, Ross Barton is, is the crybaby, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, you but, like you know. Let me tell you. Yeah, I love him to cry, but Pat Phelan is going to win. Yes, and I... That, 
So my and books I, are the same. Yeah, except I, I didn't pick two. I just picked one. So like, <laughs> he who shall not be named, Rob Girl, Ron Fangirl Dream, hell to know. But Conor McIntyre, that's my king. I want him to win. I know he's leaving the show. I want him to win all the awards, except the one that Scott Drinkwell wins. Definitely. Jack well, P. Shepard, love him. Yes. Jack P. Shepard, excellent actor, love him. Michael Parr, excellent actor, love him. Theo Graham, nice, excellent actor, love him. However, comma, Connor McIntyre gave the business. David Platt, he, he, he hadn't gotten deep into his rape storyline yet, so he'll probably be up, that'll probably be his award next year. Raw, I've been mm-hmm. watching Emmerdale sparingly, but Ross and the little shit I saw with the acid, I was just kind of like, no. And Hunter, he's been giving it, but I feel like Hunter versus Connor, I mean, Theo versus Connor is like Goliath voted. Like I said, Connor's going to get it, but Theo should. Yeah, I don't agree that he should. I completely disagree. Theo should not get it. Connor should get it. That is David versus Goliath. And Connor has been given the BS. So, Theo, you know, if they give him something a little bit meaty, maybe next year. But then David P. Shepard is going to be doing the business with this rape storyline. So, the only, yeah. But the only reason he's probably up for it is because of the whole school blow up thing. Yeah. So. Yeah, I just don't think that's enough when you got kind of up here serial killing and covering up his tracks and being all evil and smirky and being good at it. Yeah, so anyway. But yeah, yeah, not many people can pull that off. He is not the yes. uh, mustache curler villain. Yes. He is the proper. Yes, not a lot of people can pull it off without being annoying. Absolutely right. Yes. So, yes, those are the picks. All right. Best Actress last year won by Charlotte Bellamy, Charlotte Bellamy's Laurel on Emmerdale. Uh, this year, up for the nomination on Coronation Street, both Lucy Fallon, who plays Bethany Platt, and Catherine Tildesley, who plays Eva Price. On EastEnders, Lacey Turner, who plays Stacey Branding. Emmerdale, <coughs> Emma Atkins, who plays Charity Diggs. I don't know why that keeps me laughing, but it does. And then on Hollyoaks, Anna Passy, who plays Sienna to the Blake. Uh, I'm going to say, just like my girl's laugh implied, I'm with uh, Lacey Turner. No, you don't want enough. <laughs> the one that I picked. Now, everybody else, it was, it was a little challenging for me to pick. And I kind of did a process of elimination. So, Emma Atkins' charity, I don't feel, has been written well under Ian McLeod. So, I couldn't pick her. No. Lucy Fallon's Bethany, I like her, but she's been bratty as hell, and she kind of regresses, so that gets on my nerves. I couldn't pick her. Catherine Tilsley, if Coronation Street, when that wedding happened, had had they not done that weird thing where instead of Aiden being the source of animosity and hate for for everyone because he cheated on her if coronation street hadn't had her be furious and her be righteously indignant about that and kept the anger on aiden and maria and that affair instead of that weird thing they did where they made it seem like her faking a pregnancy to get him back for cheating was the worst thing in the world and then she's actually all sad and apologetic I was just like, Anna Oh, hell yeah. Anna Pasta Queen Sienna Blake is who I pick. Yes. <laughs> you know I've loved I her for years. I bet you're shocked, right? 
No, you did you pick her as well? Yeah, I picked her too. All her shit with Lauren this year, all her stuff with you know, Scotch Spox. That was good too. All the stuff that's happening right now, that's fucking amazing. You know, I love what they're doing with Sienna right now. Yes, agreed. Yeah, she's just been giving it with this cancer storyline, and you know, the girl the is always giving it. Yes. The fact that Queens is gone and Lauren Stoller yes. and named her baby after her, after you know his dead sister, which is kind of weird. And she even I had a Brooke Logan that. moment where she thought that a little baby doll or whatever was her child, or I don't know if it was a baby doll or just yeah. a blanket, but you know, Brooke, Brooke went Logan went through that on Bold and Beautiful. And she and pulled it off beautifully. Got, and, and we got Joel there helping her out. Yes. Now Joel's now Joel running about with Cleo. And, oh, nice. Hollyo's so consistency places tough work on Anna Passy and she always delivers. So yeah, I think yeah, she definitely <laughs> deserves that because they put too much stuff on her, I will cry. Because at first I didn't like her, but with all the stuff that happened with Warren and everything, I've kind of softened a little bit toward her and she's doing really good stuff. <laughs> and she's kind of the real reason I'm watching Hollyoaks right now, to be completely honest with you. Yes. And long-term listeners will know I have loved Anna Passley since minute one. I still do. And I think she definitely should uh, get this award. Yes. Did you, now the other three that weren't Lacey Turner, did you eliminate them for similar reasons to what I did? Basically, I was just kind of sick of, or I didn't like the fact that Bethany regressed, like you said. I just kind of don't like Eva as a human. So I'm glad she's leaving. Um, I kind of like what she's planning to do, giving a baby off and leaving. Because she's leaving too. I wonder if it's because of what Aiden's planning or planning or has done. I haven't gotten that far yet. But there's, yeah, I don't know if you've read about it. But nope, don't spoil me. I will not. But I read something about what, how Aiden's going to go out. And it's kind of sad. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I wonder if that'll have something to do with it. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, okay with her taking off that way. And I, I actually really don't like how charity is being written right now. And I, I want something better from the new writer, the new producer, hopefully, you know, her and her new girlfriend there, you know, can, either break up or, you know, learn something new about each other. Well, that kind of happened, but, you know, I understand. But, yeah, I haven't seen enough of her to care, so. <laughs> gotcha, boo. All right. Okay. And this year, the British Awards added a new category. Um, it is the 20th anniversary of the show, and so um, the new category they added was Greatest moment in the 20 years of the British Soap Awards. So uh, up for the nomination are um, EastEnders, the You Ain't My Mother scene uh, from 2001. 
uh, on Coronation Street. Uh, Hillman takes the Platts for a swim. <laughs> That's him trying to kill his family on uh, Coronation Street. That's from 2003. Um, Emmerdale, The Crash, uh, that was in 2016. And then on Hollyoaks, where Jade was killed off for no damn reason, which is my pick for that better not win the fucking greatest moment, because no, they shouldn't have killed that queen. <laughs> and my pick for the moment, because I've, I've actually seen three. I saw the You Ain't My Mother scene, but I also saw the crash and scene as well. Crash, I have to pick because I was watching Emmerdale the whole time. I know the backstory. I thought when I watched it, it was one of the best scenes I have ever seen in all soaps in the 20 plus odd, 30 plus odd, nearly years I've been watching soap operas, US and UK. It, it was just fabulous the way that entire scene was together. So that one I picked. You ain't my mother. I understand the power. I saw some of the clips leading up to it. I get it. But yeah, to me, that crash was just ah, perfection. Yeah. What about yeah, you? I kind of feel the same. I kind of feel the same because I wasn't watching Glory at that time. So I don't remember anything about it. I don't know anything about it. I don't know who Hillman is. I know who the class are, obviously. But I don't know who that person is. I've only seen, like I said, I started watching the UK suits in like 2005 or something. So I only saw little glimpses and stuff of this based on clips and stuff. So Jade getting killed off is not great. That is rude. And the crash flipping amazing. So that's what I picked as well. Yes. All right. Next up is scene of the year. One in 2017. By Jade being killed off for no damn reason, but I love them babies, so I don't, I'm not mad at that. <laughs> but up for scene of the year uh, this year are uh, The Grooming of Bethany on Coronation Street, uh, Lauren and Abby's Rooftop Fall on EastEnders, uh, Emma Meets Her Fate on Emmerdale, and then Scott's Suicide Attempt on Hollyoaks. Uh, what is your pick, baby girl, for uh, best and worst? Okay. This is going to be kind of a shock. <laughs> but I hated the grooming of Bethany. I hated everything about it. If Bethany flat walks across the earth, Jacob plays Bethany flat walks across that stage for this. I, again, will shoot people in the face. Actually, none of these are really all that great because Emma had the, the fall of Texas. So... <laughs> So, so that was not cool. And, you know, there wasn't really much about the rooftop wall that was great besides Max's reaction to it. But if Scott Dinkle does not walk across that stage, I will cry. Me and my that girl. That was probably one of my best. That was my favorite episode of Hollyoaks last year. Yes. My girl and I share a brain. Bethany better not walk her ass across that stage. Scott better walk his ass across that stage. It was fabulous. Uh, exact same, baby. The rooftop fall happened at the end of East Enders, so it was a shock at the end. So I was like, no. I didn't want Emma to die. I wasn't voting for that. Nathan was fucking annoying. Bethany was irritating and stupid in that storyline. Hated it. Scott's was, I've explained earlier, that episode about Scott's was, oh, it was just fabulous. So, yes, to me, scene of the year. Hope he gets it because it was fabulous. Completely agree. Completely agree. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Next up is best single 
episode. Uh, last year, one by Ashley's point of view on Emmerdale. And even though I couldn't stand uh, Ashley, the character, that episode was that really actually good. wasn't a bad episode. <laughs> yes, God, it was great. Um, up for the nomination are uh, on Coronation Street, Avon Aiden's Wedding, uh, on EastEnders, Max's Last Stand, on Emmerdale, uh, Kane and Faith, and then on uh, Flashback, and then on Hollyoaks, Three Mothers, Three Daughters. So I just need to share, I did not watch the Kane and Faith flashback, so I can't speak to whether or not that was good. I'd intended to watch before, but I did not, so I don't know what's up with that. Um, I've already told y'all I was not here for that fuckery of Ava and Aiden's wedding because they shifted the blame that should have gone on Aiden to Eva and I didn't like that Max's last stand I assume is that mess where he was talking about you know all the treachery he did under Sean O'Connor blah but let me tell you another excellent episode of Hollyoaks that I saw and yep. I enjoyed was that three mothers three daughters episode that episode was so damn good I could not even finish it um, for those of you who don't watch that was an episode where uh, one of the characters Lily had started cutting herself and uh, the mothers I think were starting to find like I can't remember no I don't think they found out yet but I think there was something that was going on and all the moms were having a bad day and then the daughters were kind of they were in one room and then the daughters were in the bedroom kind of discussing their life and the episode concluded with um, them discovering that Lily was cutting herself and she kind of talked to them about how it was released for her and it made her feel good and then all three girls started cutting together and oh my god it was just so whew, it's one of those episodes where you can see where it's going you see why it's going there and it's painful to watch because it's bad logic on the girls behalf but you can see you know how they're jumping there and then the you mothers are just talking about little, uh, the, go ahead the baby. cute little ending. I, I love that episode as yes. well it was like I said, one of my other favorite episodes because you have like a cute little Indian girl who's yes. kind of terrified of what she's doing and doesn't realize that, you know, she's actually hurting herself until, you know, she decides that she's not going to do it anymore and fakes it. Yes, I think that was, that's, that's Yasmin, that was Perry, and that was Lily with the three girls yeah. on that one. But I don't think they, had, they hadn't gotten to the point where, because this is a single episode, so I think it's just that episode where they cut together for the first time. They hadn't got to the part where they stopped yet, but I agree, Yasmin being like, uh-uh, if I do this, no more. I thought that was great. Yeah, it hurt. I don't want to do it again anymore. But and the then build she up was out. so good. Oh, my God. Yeah. So good. Yeah. And I... Eva and Aiden, you know what? The other three can tie. I hated Aiden's wedding. I hated Max's stuff. And I did watch Kane and Faith's flashback. Mm -hmm. But it's like the only time I really didn't care for Kane. Well, if you're saying it's not great, I'm not even going to worry about it. (laughs) That's just fine. Let's just forget about that. Yes. All right. Second to last category that we have is Best Storyline, one in 2017 by Ashley's Dementia on Emmerdale. Uh, up for the award this year were uh, Hollyoaks, Lily's Self-Harm, uh, Emmerdale, Who Killed Emma, 
uh, EastEnders, Karma for Max, and then Coronation Street, Thelan's Reign of Terror. Uh, for this one, I love the character of Emma. I think she did not need to get killed off. Finn neither, by the way. So I do not want anyone associated with who killed Emma walking her asses across that stage. Feeling was Coronation Street this year. His reign of terror was epic and awesome. So for me, that's the best, hands down. Lily's self-harm, that was powerful. That's why I gave them love the last episode. And then Karma for Max, just no. Nothing having to do with Sean O'Connor, no. <laughs> so feeling yes, Emma, no. <laughs> what do you think, Boo? Yep. Same. <laughs> same reason, same everything. Even even in the order you said it. <laughs> <laughs> Already, <laughs> great. Last though if, up. Though if though if Lily walks across the stage, I wouldn't be against that. Agreed. But yes. Elon's gonna win. Yes, because Conor McIntyre is gonna pick up a couple of them awards. So yeah, if he if he okay. loses one or two, I'm not worried about it. Yes, completely mm-hmm. agree. Yes. Mm-hmm. Last up, best British soap. One in 2017, surprisingly, by Emberdale <laughs> on the strength of Kate Oatsburg with Ashes Dementia. We're just going to put that out there. <laughs> but we got four soaps. Pick a soap. What is the, which soap, first of all, should not walk their ass across that stage, Miss Lynn? You know the answer to this already because we picked the same ones again. <laughs> it's, it's Emberdale for no inquiry for yet. Hands down. Yes. I mean, I, I wouldn't to... be against. I wouldn't be against Holly Oaks walking across the stage for their stuff like right before Christmas and whatnot. But it's Corey and Emmerdale. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Emmerdale got to the point of unwatchable under Ian McLeod. I mean, we we're watching like a week a month, if that. So, yeah, I mean, when you the show is so bad, you can barely watch it. No. So Emmerdale better not walk across the stage. Hollyoaks has been excellent. EastEnders under John York has been excellent. Unfortunately, his work started in late November. So that means most of the year was Sean O'Connor's mess. And ain't nobody got time for that. <laughs> so that's why I couldn't give it that. Coronation Street has been consistently excellent all year. Best British Soap, hands down. I think this is a fan-based award, so they may not get the shine they deserve here, but they definitely deserve to be Best British Soap because this year, like last year, whenever they all were, they are the best. Let's be fair. Emmerdale's definitely going to win again because of all the bravo in there. Right. Yes, yes, yes. All right, everyone. So with that, I will say that I'm at Brother Soap. And I'm at Lindsay Amanda. Thank you guys so much for listening. And again, if it's before June 5th or so, (laughs) you could probably stop listening now because, uh, yeah, there will be nothing after the credits. (laughs) And uh, I'll probably, I'm probably going to put this up really quick. So this may be raw and uncut and filled with more uh, mistakes than usual in the podcast. But after June 5th, keep on listening past the credits because um, we are going to talk the winners of the British Soap Awards, which airs June 2nd on ITV. So, yes. Uh, Dumbass Southfield is hosting it again. He's great. (laughs) I need to love him. I don't know what your problem is. (laughs) Anyway, we are out for now or back in a minute. (laughs) So, bye and hi in a minute.
It's not over, everyone. As promised, we are back to talk the winners of the British Soap Awards. I am here with my homegirl, my partner in crime, the queen of all things, beautifully unfinished scrapyard 2017, 2018, 2019, 2365. I don't know if her Tumblr chases them. <laughs> Miss Louise, what's up? And what's your, what's your current Tumblr girl? <laughs> I think it is still 2017. I've not changed okay. it. Since <laughs> I, um, I, I kind of, I, I kind of just left it because it's like the R.I.P. of Adam Barton leaving. Why? Uh, so sad. <laughs> so sad. I wish they'd bring him back. Why? Yes. He was my favorite Barton. No. Oh, Adam. Adam and his not wanting children and then wanting children and cheating ass. <laughs> <laughs> Shucks. So, just like last year, I am jealous of Miss Louise because she had the lovely chance to go to the British Soap Awards. Baby girl, in 60 seconds or less, tell me how it was. Go. 60 seconds? What? Uh, I like, probably like last year, I don't have words to describe it. It was probably the best night of 2018, literally. Like, I got to see my home girls and my homeboy again. And I got to meet some fabulous soap stars once again because they did a barrier where the Hackney Empire was. Um, so before the celebs went and did press and stuff, um, they, got, they came over to the barrier and all of them were very, very nice. Um, I got to meet the likes of Adam Rickett, um, Ma- uh, Mark Charno, who plays Marlon, uh, the brand new Ryan Prescott, who plays Ryan in Coronation Street. Um, and they were all lovely, especially, especially Ryan Prescott, who came over. He We had a little chat and we talked about his role in Emmerdale when he played Flynn. And we, talk about, we talked about what's to come for Ryan and the fact that I would like more scenes with him and Robert because Tristan Gilman is the man after my heart because he is wonderful and well he'll, he'll always be Adam Truman from Casualty to me but I, then I said to him once again and he he looked at me with his embarrassed face going that was ages ago how do you remember that I'm like I've got good I've got a good memory sweetheart <laughs> yes it was just it was just it was just one of them experiences that, that you have to kind of be there to understand it because it was just it was wild and the, I think the, the probably the, one another one another thing was the fact that like um, no one was screaming names people were getting out of cars and people were just going ah and I was like I can't see there's a corner who's getting out of what car <laughs> and at one point some people were just shouting Dean 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 they're like who who? Oh, Dean Gaffney, who plays Robbie in EastEnders. Oh, again, oh, what do you want about now? That's funny. And, uh, I, I have been watching the television show Supernatural recently for the first time. Uh, so the uh, minute you said Dean, I thought of Jensen Ackles from that show. <laughs> Get in. Oh, God. So you had a great time? Yeah, um, James, James Bay was a bit... We had a funny conversation because um, 
But hold on, is that is that my Martin from EastEnders? That's your Martin from EastEnders. Yeah, I met I met him. He was lovely. But while while he was making his way up the um the barrier to meet people and take pictures and selfies and sign things, um, just behind him was Ryan Hawley, who plays Robert in Emmerdale. Let me know I'm a massive Rob on fan. All right, so. I saw, saw Ryan behind James and went, ah! And James went, what, me? He went, no, no, Ryan. <laughs> what, you don't, want, you don't want a selfie with me? He went, yes, of course. But now see, Ryan, Ryan. that should have been the year I was, this should have been the year I was there with you. Because see, you could have had Ryan and I would have took a selfie with my James. He's the man. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been like, she was screaming for me, player, what up? <laughs> That is hilarious. Well, I, I, I can't cut you off. I can't cut you off without letting you talk about how it was meeting Robert from Corey. Let, oh. the, let me say that again. Robert from Emmerdale. Let the listeners know. Oh, my God. I had no words. I was shaking like a leaf. I was like, you Ryan. You play Robert. No, it was too crazy. It was. And then... um. Oh, well, I also, I had I had a tri- uh, I had my phone um, on a tripod, so I was sort of holding the tripod out to take the pictures, and everyone was commenting on it, saying, "Oh yeah, you're the professional, aren't you? You know what you're doing, don't you?" <laughs> um, Connor McIntyre particularly liked it. He did. Yes, you got to be King Feelings. Uh, King Feelings, just King Feelings. Oh my God, did you see what he was wearing? Yes, I loved it, uh, baby girl. But oh. I need to ask you because I did not troll your Twitter. Are these pictures on your Tumblr or your Twitter? No, I need to put them up. I haven't yes, put them girl, up yet. Put them up so we can give them love. <laughs> yeah, I've been I've, I've been chillaxing since I got back because that that coach journey killed me. Oh my goodness! Three hours on a coach is not fun. It's not. Yes, but we do what we do to celebrate the Sopo Awards. <laughs> yes, we do. yes, we do. Yes. Well, let's just talk about overall impressions. I will just say, I loved the show it is the best show i have seen in years and i didn't expect it uh, you know i love the show this is my favorite soap this is my favorite award show of the year and a couple years you know back recent years i've been a little disappointed in how things have gone but this year even when people would that i didn't think needed to win i thought the show overall was just perfection how did you I- feel being there and watching I thought that the production was a heck of a lot better than last year. The fact that it was live, it it made the whole room have a vibe. It did, and it was on. It didn't feel like we were in that room for hours. Mm-hmm. You know, we were only in the Hackney Empire for two and a half hours. We weren't in there for like three or three and a half hours like we were at the Lariat last year, because it was all live. So the only time we had a break was actually during the real live ad breaks where they just decided to play. um, They played like retro music videos. So we had Queen, um, uh, what's she called? Liz from Coronation Street doing a rendition of Cher on on Stars in Their Eyes. And they played like, they played um, a hearsay music video because Kim Marsh was in hearsay. They played a blue song because they played like a blue music video because right standards in, in Hollyoaks, yes yeah um and then they just did like they they showed previous winners from previous years they did so they showed um when tom 
when Ellis Holland won his first ever Young Performer Award, they did. Oh the picture of those young kids yeah. from back in the day was so cute. It was him and Jay and Tiffany. Oh my God. Yeah. So cute. That was cute. Yes. Um, also, Alex Bain was up for um, Best Young Performer, I believe. And um, here's a bit of soap gossip, or real life soap gossip. What's up? He's, his girlfriend is pregnant at 16. Oh, dear. Well, I mean, it's not like he doesn't have money. He'll be all right. <laughs> I know, I know, but I was just—I was kind of reading it. I went, "What? What? Yeah, this is right. this is real life. This isn't meant to be dramatic." Hey, and hey, Faye got herself pregnant at what twelve, thirteen? So he doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that's. Oh, good. I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss her. I won't. I was surprised. I didn't know she was leaving, and I was happy to see her go because she was annoying. And I was mad with her on screen acting like, uh, you know, Eileen was the worst person in the world for getting her <laughs> uh, mama in trouble. First of all, she called the the cops on her mama in the first place because she convinced herself her mama had hurt her little boyfriend. So I was like, girl, come on, some of that foolishness. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we're not talking about that mess. We are talking British Soap Awards. So what we're going to do is we're going to run through the categories a little bit differently. Uh, first, we're going to talk about the, because uh, you guys who've listened, you know, we called these a little while ago. So we're going to talk about the ones where we fucked up first. <laughs> and then we're going to talk the ones where we got the call right. So, uh, and I didn't think too much about this, Louise, but maybe I'll get who you thought was going to win when we when we do these because you weren't here with us to record that previous show. So yeah, let's well, start with Best Comedy Performance. Now, uh, Lens and I had Nicole Barber laying down for who we thought yes. was going to win this. Who did you have in your mind? Um, I mean, I, when I go to the... When we, I wasn't really one for who was nominated but when I was there on the night I was trying to figure out who I would like to win like who I would like them to read out and I, I did want them to pick Myra mm-hmm. I think yeah I did definitely because she's just she's queen she is and she's funny and she sort of looks like my mom. so <laughs> how could I not choose her and I also met her as well and she was wonderful I met her and I met um, Miss St. Clair I did they were both oh, really, nice. really nice. They yeah. were. I saw they came together on the uh, the little intro to the show, and I thought that was really cute and really nice. Oh yeah, this, yes. yeah, yeah. Another, another thing that I really liked about this award ceremony again is that one thing that they tend to do with the award ceremonies that I forget that they do is they tend to play the old um, titles. So for the Hollyoaks one, they played their titles from a few months ago so it still had like Nita in it and Mac in it mm-hmm. and I was like yes yes bring back my babes because I miss I miss Nia I miss her and I miss Killer Mac but apparently he is making a return didn't need to hear that news. Anyway, I also did not need to hear that doctors won this award. I understand that, you know, the British Soap Awards have to get a couple of doctors, like, every year. But I thought that was Nicole Barbalane's to lose. And I don't watch doctors, so I don't know how to do it there. But I was just like, 
Okay. <laughs> Shit. So moving on, uh, for best newcomer, uh, Lens and I had down uh, Nicola Thorpe for uh, Coronation Street as the winner. Uh, that is not how this went. This went to who the hell we said should not walk their ass across that stage, and that was Karen Taylor for EastEnders. What did you think of that win, Miss Lou? I was happy about that because, I mean, I mean, if if the if okay, going on to what's currently being shown on the end at the minute is the stabbing storyline involving Keegan and um, Karen. Um, if if that hadn't been playing out while these awards had been going on, I probably would have said Nicola Thorpe because she was she was excellent in the late night episodes. She was. Um, but I was really happy that Karen, that, um, what's her name again? I forget. Yeah, you're right. That's Karen Taylor on the show, Lorraine Stanley. Uh, that's it, Lorraine Stanley. I was really happy that she won because um, she's really coming into her own now with the role. And I feel like the Taylors, I wouldn't want the Taylors to go now because they're they're an actual proper EastEnders family now. And I really, really like probably all of them because they've all had great individual storylines and they've all and, and then the actual storyline of the tailors coming to the square was also very good as well i think first watching it it's a bit iffy you know you need to give it time but i think revisiting the episodes would be a great thing to do because she, she is she's she's coming to her own now and i think that the show would be lost without her. And oh, I'm, God. Oh, my God. Girl, you just don't know. Every East Enders fan that listened to this show just hurled when you said that. I can't with Karen. She played, I said this earlier, I'll say it again. She played a different role before. She was great oh, in yeah. that role. And she didn't win for her dramatic potential. They showed the clips that I'm sure they submitted. She played for being stupid. So you know, <laughs> Everybody wants her to leave, but I feel like that award means that the Taylors will stay, which is annoying as hell. So, <laughs> Oh, my God. But I'm glad you were pleased. I'm not. I was like, girl, bye. <laughs> just, oh, goodness. Another one that we were a little off on was Best Female Dramatic Performance. Um, I know I had chosen uh, Natalie J. Robb uh, for this award. I can't remember who Lindsay picked for this, but uh, that one ended up going to uh, Bethany Platt from Coronation Street. I was kind of shocked, especially since she took out Lacey Turner. <laughs> I was shocked. Yeah. What did you think? Um, I, I, I again wanted um, Natalie J. Robb to win because Moira has just been phenomenal yes. this year and last year. And, oh, my God, the clip that they showed of her with Aaron talking about Adam, that made me well up, it did, in, in, in the actual theatre. Yeah, and cool. I was, like, begging for her to win, and then they then they announced that it was Lucy again, and I was like, oh, yeah. not had another you, award. Had you seen any of uh, her story on uh, Coronation Street? Uh, I watched the trial mm-hmm. i did mm-hmm. and i watched did they sh- what was the clip that they showed i can't quite remember um, it, it was her I- talking there was i can't remember this is oh, the first of yeah. the two that she won the one scene that i loved was when she was talking to craig her uh, yeah. boyfriend about her abuse yeah. that i thought was good the court stuff i wasn't too impressed by and mm-hmm. i saw that was up there too um, and the stuff where yeah. she got put to the room with niall with uh, nigel Neil is the, Neil is one of her rapists, but the one that groomed her was named Nathan. Okay. 
I yeah, I I, I watched that episode. I watched a couple of episodes. Mm-hmm. I wasn't properly into it though. Yeah. I, I watched the episode where she. What did she do to to, to Gary? Did, did did she stab him or something? Um. Yeah, there was some issue. It's, it, it's been so long, I don't remember all that. She, 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 she hurt Gary or something. I watched that episode, and I watched the court episode. Yeah. But I weren't that impressed with it. Yeah, same. She's, you, a, you know, bit, like, she's a bit too, like, too much, I feel. Yeah, she does a good job, but she can be a little annoying in some of her performances. The scenes that they picked for her, those were good, and I understand the weight of why she won. I still would have let that baby grow a couple more years and gave it to Natalie J. Robb, but it's all good. (laughs) We were off, and I'm glad the story is getting attention because, of course, you know, little girls are groomed like that, and the awareness that Corey is bringing with regards to that, I think it's phenomenal, so I, I was good with that. Yes, and yeah. we're just going to keep on that because another one we were off on was Best Actor. I would have sworn Connor McIntyre had this hand down, uh, even though he was up against, you know, Jack P. Shepard. I, I think I might have noted that maybe it might have gone to him. But honestly, since the rape stuff just aired, I didn't know if they would be using clips from the recent rape stuff you know, to make their decision, but it looked like they did because mm. that was one of the clips they, that they yeah. played for him. I was, was quite was shocked that they used that clip. I was like, "What? Yeah, what? me what? too." Because oh it just happened. Yeah. So, what did you yeah. think of his win, Mr. David Platt? Uh, he wasn't my choice. My choice was Ryan Hawley mm-hmm. because of the phenomenal work that he's done this year and the fact that they showed the getting back together clip as his. Um, piece that they showed during the awards so yeah he was my top number one to win he was but sadly he didn't win um but let's talk about let's talk about his speech oh the speech the speech that was classic jack that was thank you for not nominating danny miller (laughs) oh i loved i loved how um Danny just like slowly clapped and then like raised <laughs> his eyebrow. I'm like, yeah. I mean, yeah. we all know it's true. Daddy Miller won when he was sexually abused last year. Jack P. Shepard won <laughs> for being sexually abused this actually, year. We know what's going on. Or what was that? Was that the year before? <laughs> it was 2016 when he got when he revealed the rape. <laughs> Yes, God. Yeah, I, I swore it was going to be, I, I, I thought it was going to be feeling, because Connor McIntyre has been putting in that work, so I swore it was going to be him. But, um, yeah, Jack, I'm not I, mad at, I, I, loved when, um, I loved when Philip Schofield said it's the first time in his 18-year history that he's gotten this award, and then that is what it was for. Because the boy <laughs> has been holding that show together for years, even under the crap writing of Stuart Blackburn, which a lot of people listening will remember, yeah. he has been a star. So I think it was his time, and I'm glad that he got that. It was, that I'm was glad awesome. he got it, too. Yes, God. Absolutely. I, think what I was shocked with, though, that there wasn't an EastEnders nomination. Well, that's only, I feel like, because... Um, the new producer of EastEnders who actually has the show good, he his work just started in November. Um, so it is November today, so it's like the past six months. So I don't feel like that's, you know, enough time. I think mm-hmm. next year we'll definitely yeah, have some EastEnders uh, people in there. Mm. Yeah, I was quite surprised. I don't know if was was Har- was Harry Reid nominated? 
like originally when they did the long list. I don't remember, baby. I didn't pay attention, but but honestly, but if I the baby picked... the baby did not get a lot of good material under the old producer, and the new producer basically no. just wrote him out. So yeah, he wouldn't yeah. have had a lot of material to go with anyway. Yeah, no. But yeah, I'm not surprised. I think next year East End will be in a better position, especially if Kate Oates goes there. Praise God, thank you, Jesus. I need it. <laughs> I'm just putting that out there. But yeah, but uh, yeah. Anyway, I'm go- I'm happy that Jack won, even though I was a little surprised. <laughs> but I'm glad that, that he won. Uh, and let's see here. Um, another one I was a little shocked by was Best Actress. Uh, Lucy Fallon won that one again. Uh, uh, I was going for Anna Passy. Who were you going for on that one, baby? Emma Atkinson. Yes. And I... I I get why she won. No, not Emma. No, no. You weren't going for charity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Emma Atkins. Yeah, I was going for charity because of what they what they've been giving her recently has been phenomenal. It has, and I just think that she's one of these actresses where um, she give her the right storyline and she propels in it. She does, Mm -hmm. and. like, unlike Debbie, she's not annoying at all. Even when she's being schemy, she's 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 wonderful. She is, and I think, and she does funny as well. She does comedy really good as well. Like when she got shot with the when she accidentally shot herself with the um, tranquilizer, when she was pretending to be Chrissy, that was hilar- That was hilarious. But like, it's not a bird. It's a unicorn. <laughs> I wish I can yeah and a lot of and to be honest the the a lot of the Amadol fans who I was sitting with were not best pleased with the outcome of that of that award I was like yeah not happy with that and I just did she really have to win two awards and she's like the Danny Miller of coronation she Mm. I mean, no, that's, that's, that's giving her a little bit too much credit baby I'm going to be real I think the problem is Ian McLeod so I oh. don't think you're going to have to worry about this next year since his ass is out the door yes. <laughs> so I bet some Iridale actors will be getting awards next year please please it is I the mean, curse she, of Ian straight she already, up she already robbed Danny of his um, nomination uh, Nomination at the, at the um, what you call it? It was the um, the thing at the beginning of the year, mm-hmm. the, the British Television Awards. Mm-hmm. She won best best serial performance, and she was up against Lacey Turner and Danny Miller. I was like, "Fuck you!" Oh wait, so the actress who played Bethany won that as well. Yeah, in, okay. in January. And I was like, no. Because okay. I really thought Danny was going to win. Like, I really thought it was his year. Yeah. Baby, she's but, been uh, she's been really good in this story. I, I do have to... It, she's been annoying as hell a lot of times. But she, her acting has been really good. And, you know, those well-told sexual assault stories, they really stick in the, the brain and the heart. So I think that's why she got it. Now, if this okay. was a year... Like, if this story had come out the same year that Danny Miller... Did his sexual assault storyline? Now that I don't know who would get that. <laughs> Lacey Turner would have got it, probably. Yes. 
All right. And then the last two I'm going to kind of put together. So the last two where we were a little off were on a scene of the year and best storyline. Uh, both of those went to EastEnders. EastEnders got it for uh, Lauren and Abby's roof fall. And that was against uh-huh. the grooming of Bethany. Emma meets her fate on uh, Emmerdale. And then uh, Hollyoaks Scott attempts suicide. And then for best storyline, Karma for Max won against Lily Self-Harm on Hollyoaks. Feelings Reign of Terror on EastEnders, and who killed uh, Emma on uh, Emmerdale. Now, um, for best storyline, we said uh, Emmerdale shouldn't get it because I didn't want Emma's death rewarded because I love that queen. <laughs> but uh, I, and Emma meets her fate was up for scene of the year, so I didn't really want that rewarded. But I'm curious about what you thought about those two awards. So, yeah, probably Hollyoaks then, to be honest, the Scott suicide thing, even though Ross Adams was nominated for Best Dramatic. Yeah, that's the one that we picked for the win. I, I was, it was that, That's the one I would have picked. I, did, I wasn't much of the EastEnders one. I wasn't. I, I, I probably would have picked, I probably would have picked um, either Emmerdale or Hollyoaks for yeah. those two because I wasn't mad on the whole, that the, the girls falling off the roof. It was a bit, it, I mean, it was good for a Christmas Day episode, yes. but... In terms of writing, it was poor. Yes. Because it was that history repeating itself. Yes, with Bradley, yes. It was shocking. And I screamed in my house when I saw it because I did not (laughs) expect both of them to go off the roof. I I did, I did. And I had to immediately watch the next episode to see what happened. So I get it, but with the competition, I just, I did not think it was going to go down like that. So I was like, okay. And same with that storyline. Feelings Reign of Terror has been the best thing on Coronation mm. Street forever. Mm-hmm. That little yeah. comment for Max bullshit, I was just like, serious? <laughs> <laughs> I like, yeah. I like, I like, I like, I like the clip they showed for that, where he was, he was, he was on the um, uh, the cliff with Eileen, and he was quoting from the Bible. I was like, yes, yes. I'm gonna miss that. I think definitely yes. that has they, those. I've not watched a lot of Feeling, haven't. Um, I do like Conor McIntyre, but I haven't watched a lot of the feeling stuff. I need to go back and watch some backload with it. But all of his saint things he's been doing, so when he would quote from the Bible or pretend to be God, they were the best things he did. Like the the, the scene when he had Billy on his knees and he was like wrecking him, saying, I am the Messiah. That was brilliant. That was brilliant. Baby, I have seen every single scene with Conor McIntyre since he started on the show day one. Every episode he is in is fire. The man has brought heat to that role from his first performance. So, again, that's why I thought that was a lock. I couldn't believe that that didn't win. But, anyway, that's the last one we fucked up (laughs) that we're going to talk about. Now let's go to the things that we got right. So, best young performance. This one actually... I, this is the one where I refused to pick because I loved all these girls and I thought that they all deserved it. But uh, um, I, f- I can't remember. I f- nope. Lindsay did not pick this one either because she said Isabel Steele went to school and she did not see her on Emmerdale enough, so she thought maybe she shouldn't get it. But let me tell you, when I saw those four reels and I saw Isabel Steele's reel, I said to myself, oh, girlfriend got that award. She gave fire. That was such a yeah, good scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was happy she won. What about you? Uh, I was very happy that she won because... Um, She's just been phenomenal since day one, literally. 
like even the stuff from when she was first in it from when she did the courtroom stuff with Danny Miller where she had to she has to testify against her dad that was phenomenal and I just she's really come into the role and her and Danny's partnership on the show has been absolutely phenomenal I've loved every minute of it and I think it was really nice to see Aaron in a brotherly role yes. with her and to you know I just yeah it just I, there's no fault with it at all and the fact and she the one thing she does as well is she she repels off everybody really well so how she works with Danny to how she works with Ryan is they're both up there with each other they are she 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 works well with everybody she does and the script she she's been given has been phenomenal as well and I think the fact that we've now been issued and now she's being issued with this sort of alcohol Ill, alcoholism storyline and the fact that she's had to deal with Jerry's death I think there's a lot more scenes to come for her and I think we're going to see a lot more great acting as well from her and I thought it was sweet that she gave love to Danny Miller oh, helping yeah. her on set I thought that was too sweet yeah. love that love that she got that win yes all right. Next one we got right was best on screen partnership, and I sure did go on Twitter. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> I was so I'm so happy. glad they got it. I'm so glad. Yes. I'm so glad that um, it wasn't. Um, uh, can't can't I say her name? The Rana and Kate or Stacy Yeah, Rana and Kate. Mm-hmm. Oh, did oh did you? Yeah, Rana and Kate were out there, better not walk their asses across that stage. We didn't want that shit. <laughs> no, no. Also, also the Stacy, the Stacy and the the Jake Woodsy, the Stacy and the Max scene didn't get any screams. Like everyone was silent when that was shown. I was like, that's so awkward. How are they up for best partnership when it's like, why why wasn't it Stacy and mine? Why was it why was it Stacy and Max? Ill, ill, because- yeah. The, the, now, the scene they submitted was fire. That was the day what? after they... Uh, that was the day after they cheated, and it was the morning after. Oh, and baby, no. the chemistry between those two was electric. Like, you know, I'm gay. I love me some gay air thing, gay poor, gay men's. I love it. But girl, I saw them too, and I was like, ooh, shit, I'm kind of feeling that connection right there. <laughs> it was fire. But... I don't want no che- cheaters rewarded. I don't want Ron and Kate rewarded because they cheated on no. my C Dan. I want Stacey and Max rewarded because Stacey cheated on my Martin. Fuck that. Now, Joan Graham, I like the actor who plays Graham. I haven't seen enough of Joe to care, but in the little clip they showed, I uh, wasn't that impressed. How are they? T- you watch more Emmerdale no. than I do right now. How are they together? Do you, do you feel like it made sense that they were there? No, because my kings weren't nominated. Yeah. There was no. No, I'm sorry. Ned Peters and whatever his face was. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Scarborough. Andrew Scarborough. Um, okay, I, I wouldn't have minded if, Ad, if, if Andrew Scarborough had won Best Newcomer. Yes. That would have been okay. But the fact that they nominated um, Joe and um, Graham against Rob Ron, fuck that, no. Literally, when the nominations came out and I went, Rob Ron weren't nominated, I was like, what? Yeah, that seems like an odd Stop choice. Corner Emmerdale, you bad, bad people. Yeah. Ian, you are. I'm glad you're leaving. Goodbye. Don't come back. <laughs> right? Maybe, maybe. I mean, if if they're not nominated next 
year, I am going to having words with the people at the British Soap Awards. It's ridiculous. Like, that is his favorite couple, supposedly, and he denounced yeah. them this nomination. Also, also, and then, like, I mean, he also, he could have, he could have also nominated Vanity. Right. I mean, Vanessa and Charity could have been nominated, but no, no. Yes. I mean, I mean, what even is, I mean, I don't really understand what, um, Graham and Joe are to each other to be honest it's just weird <laughs> I, I, I the only scene I've really liked this year was when was when Graham locked the guy who threw acid in Ross's face in the basement oh. that was it so you know I'm not watching that, that that's why I didn't know that so is that how Kane ended up with him yeah. Ah. Yeah, you know, you know, yeah the scene yeah the scene they showed for Jeff Hawley's best dramatic was the scene after he found out what Debbie had done, mm-hmm. and he kidnapped the guy that threw acid in Moss's face. Mm. Um, so, so a, a scene, a scene that was shown uh, before that was um, basically Debbie's original idea was to plant drugs on Joe, and she got her little, she got Holly's drug dealer to go and do it, but um, Graham caught caught her, caught him doing it. So he locked him in like the basement type thing he did of the, of the house, mm. and then he let him go. Um, but apart from that, and I, I think the only scene I really liked of their partnership was when they helped Ross with his with his acid attack. So after, so when Ross got the acid thrown at him, they were following him because he'd nicked Graham's car, and that's how he got mistaken mm-hmm. identity. That's why the guy that was meant to throw it at Joe threw it at Ross because he was in Joe's car. Oh, okay. it had. Um, so when the acid got thrown on Ross, about five, not even probably five minutes later, um, Joe and Graham turned up at the house where, where, where Ross lives and they threw water on him and they like, ripped his shirt off him. That was probably the only time I really liked them as a duo. Every other time they've been a bit... The whole stuff with the... I mean, Debbie got shot she did so even that has been a bit crap to be honest i've not really liked it i've not really been watching it i've when i mean when when they announced that ned peaches was going to be in it and he was playing someone called tom waterhouse i was really interested and i was interested to to hear that like one of my friends was predicting that he could be joe tate and i was okay but when he but after he'd like told debbie about all the when he'd like fooled Debbie, I was like, no, get him off. I don't like him anymore now. And and the whole stuff with trying to impress Noah and and then and then and then him getting back with Debbie after finding out that he was responsible that she was responsible for the acid attack. No. I've not been enjoying him at all. I haven't and I I kind of want him to go now because he's just getting a bit annoying. Yeah. He is. No. Well, then I am glad that he did not win that award <laughs> to annoy you further. And I'm happy for my Hollyoaks boys. I'm, I glad, thought, I'm glad they got it. They, they've yes. been brilliant, they have. Agreed. Together. And I thought their little speech was cute, how one of them basically took up all the time, and then the other one was like, thanks, y'all, bye. <laughs> it was cute. <laughs> it was cute. All right. I think everybody and their mama called this award. Connor McIntyre got the award he deserved. Villain yeah. of the year. I ranted and raved about it earlier. <laughs> I could I could have seen my girl Emma getting it because I love her. Yeah, yeah. Jake Wood didn't need to get it because he's not a fucking villain on EastEnders. That's now, idiotic. Had, 
What? It's ridiculous. They've done this two years in a row, nominated him for Venom, but but he's not a villain. It's stupid. And now I know you have a different opinion of David Easter than Lens and I do. What do you think of Mr. Nightingale? I I like him. I do. I think I think he he stood a better chance than Jake Wood, definitely. Because um, Mac was just brilliant. I really liked Mac because you had the dark, you had the dark and the light with Mac. I felt like, you know, you had him grieve for Nathan, but then you also had him with the fact that, like, you know, he fucked Lisa. He did, you know, yeah. and you know, you had all that jazz. You did with him, and it was just a bit. And the whole stuff with James as well. Gee, I mean, yes. I mean, with him there was dark, there was there's dark and there's light. I mean, a lot like feeling there is. Um, but I'd say he's a bit like a multi-layered character he is you know he's very much he could be easily up for like lots of different awards he could have been but yeah he yeah he definitely should have won something he should have probably I'm glad he's gone I'm glad he didn't beat feeling when they turned Mac into a when when they turned Mac into a homophobe, that's when they lost me. Cause you know I'm gay. I got no time for homophobia. Yep. But when he was making Scott feel like shit, and then I know all that bullshit that went down between him and James and beating James when he was a kid, I was over him. I was ready for him to uh, die, and I was just mad that when he got pushed off out that window, his ass didn't die. So I'm not glad it didn't <laughs> win. But Connor McIntyre, everybody and their mama were like, he better win this award, and he won. Exactly. And I'm glad because he has been he's been villain of like the past three years. <laughs> so I love that he's getting that shine. Yes. And then another was just talking about my king and whew, he came back. Best male dramatic performance. Let me tell y'all. Yeah. We picked Ross Adams during the main show, but when I saw those clips that they put, I thought Connor McIntyre had this in the bag. So when they said, and the winner is, I said aloud, Connor McIntyre. And then the announcer said, Ross Adams. I screamed. I was like, they gave up for that one. They gave up. <laughs> so happy. He was so fucking good in that story. Oh, my oh God. My he was so good. Gosh. And his, his speech. He went on for way yes. too long, but his speech was brilliant. I disagree. I think it was the perfect length. But, yes, he killed that speech. It was fabulous. Oh, they were they were given limited time. They were told to do thirty to forty seconds yes. because of because of because of the, because of it being live. I'm glad he broke it. It was good because I I'm didn't know he was a PA for Coronation Street. I yeah, moved around for Emmerdale, that. but that was great. Mm. That little bit where he was like, you know, I never thought when I was a production assistant for Coronation Street that I would one day be standing up here. And that's fabulous, because I feel like he has been excellent since the day he hit Hollyoaks, and he deserved that award. And I kind of love that he got it for Best Male Dramatic Performance. I wanted him to get it for Best Comedy, I think, last year or the year before. But the fact that he won for Male Dramatic when his performance this year in that Suicide Story has been phenomenal. I loved it. I'm so glad it got loved. So he, he, he's one of these actors that can do both. Yes. And I particularly I like that. Yes. You know, he can do funny comedy, but then he's also a phenomenal actor who can do a 14-minute monologue, and that was just everything that I was. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. Absolutely. 
another one that we called was Greatest Moment, and I had to eat a little bit of crow here because I thought that this crash on Emmerdale was down to Kate Oates. So when Ian McLeod walked his ass on that stage, I was like, excuse me, what the fuck are you doing on that stage? But it turns out he actually was the one that did that story because I think that aired like October and he's going to Emmerdale in June. So I was like, fine, I will give him his props. But we both picked that one for greatest moments. So I I was happy, even though I was a little weirded out that he was up there, that it won. Well, what did you think? I'm glad that won. I'm I'm really glad that won. It it surprised me that it won, I think. But then we have to remember that there are hardcore Emmerdale fans in the the audience. They are. But... uh, to be honest, I was I was I was looking forward to the to, to um, the, the Hillman drives the Platt family into the canal yeah. you, because I, I remember that I do. You know, I thought it was going to go to you ain't my mother because it seems like that like in British culture it's like one of those moments when people talk soaps like they feel like it's just like a strong fundamental, quintessential British soap moment. So I thought Mm. that one was going to get it for sure. I was actually Mm. shocked that the crash won, but I know when I saw it, I thought it was one of the best things I had ever seen on television. The production of those episodes was fabulous. So I I am not at all surprised that, well, I am surprised that it won, but given how good it was, it makes sense. So I was cool with it. Also, this this one was voted for by the public, so that's ah, okay. That makes sense. Well. Yes, yeah. And so people, more people would have seen that and and be younger yeah. and voting for that than with those other things because that was like you know two decades yeah. ago. Yeah. This this one this one was a new one that they that they that they added for the twentieth anniversary because it yeah. By, oh yeah, by the way, it was the twentieth anniversary of the Soap Awards yes. this year. It was, and this was a new category that they announced yes. when they were doing the voting because you can vote for. The public can vote for best actor, best actress, best soap, and this year they could vote for best. They could vote for greatest moment, which yes. was those four. Yes. Um, and I know I picked I picked the bypass crash myself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I was I was surprised that it won because I was thinking that maybe people would go for Corey because like it, they'd been because recently in Connery they've been talking about Richard Hillman, so I feel like the people were going to vote for that, but they didn't. And also, I really liked that stuff I did when 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 Richard Hillman was about because I was I was quite I was quite young mm-hmm. in two thousand and three I was what uh, ooh, uh, seven eight mm-hmm. nine I was ten so I remember bits of it but yeah it, my my mom my mom particularly liked it so I remember I I, I talked to her about what she would pick and she said she would have picked that because it was phenomenal when when it aired and it was it was it was um it was a cliffhanger so it you know when it when it aired we didn't know whether they were going to live or die we didn't and i've always thought that hillman isn't dead and that he had that he would have a chance to come back but now apparently he's haunting the platt family He's the yeah, reason. They're, got- yeah, they're they're doing this this storyline with a medium, and I don't know where it's going, but <laughs> like it's, it. it's, it's it's a trip. <laughs> quite like trip. the actors they've got for the medium as well. Yes. You know that they've that they've 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 brought back um, Stella from EastEnders. Yeah, we're not, we're not going to talk about that too much because that's a storyline that makes me eye roll. We're just going <laughs> to leave it on happy thoughts with Emmerdale. 
I'm glad they won the crash, and I'll give Ian his props, I guess. <laughs> Shucks. So, last couple that we got right best single episode. Now, I actually wanted to talk to you about this one because um, I uh, did not see this Cain and Faith flashback. Tell me about that. How how do you feel that episode was in comparison? Well, if it had been me picking the nominations, I, I wouldn't have put that forward. Okay. I wouldn't have. Can you, t- can you tell me what happened? Because I don't even understand the context. What happened uh, in that episode? Um, I'm not trying to remember. Um, I'm not sure when it came about. But basically, um, it was exploring Faith and Kane's relationship and how um, Faith was being abused by Kane's dad. Mm. So she left and Kane got the, 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 the boot of his dad's anger. He did. Mm. It was good, but it doesn't stick out in my memory. It doesn't. Okay. Not like Ash's point of view did. No, yeah, yeah, no, not not like that at all. That was phenomenal. That was because it had all the right things in it, yeah. and it it was different. It was this. It 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 was good, but apart from explaining what Faith and Kane's relationship was like when they were younger. It didn't really add much to the storyline. Mm-hmm. It didn't. It just kind of showed you, oh, this is what happened. This is now. And that was it. Um, but if I had the chance to make my own nomination, I would have put forward the Robert Christmas Day episode. Where they had, where it was sort of like Groundhog Day meets, um, I can't remember which one else it was. Yeah, it was like a Groundhog Day episode. So basically, Robert was It was really Groundhog Day meets uh, the like the Scrooge story. That was it. Mm-hmm. Christmas Carol. That was it. And it had and it had um, Val as the guest star, which yes, I'm quite surprised that wasn't nominated because that was good because that was funny. It was funny and it was um, dramatic and also sad and Ryan's performance during that episode was phenomenal it was yeah you know I think it would have lost two if if that one was up because the way you just described that episode like being funny and sad and entertaining that's exactly what Coronation Street did with the Eva and Aiden wedding yeah and and that one lost two but it was up against two really good episodes Uh, Max's last stand was phenomenal like he killed that episode it was excellent I, for you guys listening, I told Louise at the start of the show, you know, I'm doing a rewatch on Hollyoaks from November to date. And um, the first episode I saw when I started my, you know, when I picked up Hollyoaks after I'm not watching for a couple of months was Three Mothers, Three Daughters. And it was just mm. by chance that that just happened to be where I left off and that that's where I started. And I just thought... This is fucking excellent. What yeah. it, oh my, it was so good. And it's one of the best episodes of Hollywood I've seen, probably since the episode where John, Paul, and Steve got their HIV results. Oh, oh, oh my God. It yes. was so good. So I was happy that it won. I saw online something interesting. I saw that people were upset because they were thinking that the episode romanticized cutting. 
I think if people saw that standalone episode and that's it and didn't see how the storyline progressed after that point, I can understand how people were upset and felt like the episode romanticized cutting because the episode basically ended with all three girls in this packed and they were going to cut when they had problems, right? But yeah. what Hollyoaks did after that episode was showed how that was very unhealthy and that episode was a starting point of the girls recognizing that that was not going to be a positive yeah. long-term strategy and that's why I thought it was so good because yeah. it really get the emotion of uh, why people do cut and I thought that was powerful the way that they did that but then I felt like the story that followed justified the emotion that they placed in that episode. So I was cool with them winning, but I do, and I think it's a valid concern for people who thought that it romanticized cutting, because like if people just saw that and then didn't see anything else, I can understand how they can get that impression, you know. Did you see any of the same things online, sweetie, or was that just me? Yeah, I also saw that, uh, and then also people were comparing it to Aaron's cutting on on Emmerdale as well. How Again, how maybe the cutting in Emmerdale wasn't particularly sensitive either. But this is soap. It's, you know, it has to be dramatic, it does, to make an impact. And I think, I think, I think with Hollyoaks, is you have to remember that Hollyoaks is a soap. So they do issue based storylines really well, but sometimes they do go a bit far with mm-hmm. them, I think. Mm-hmm. But that's a good thing. You know, they're showing that. This is an extreme thing that happens, and there is a way out. There is. Yes. Yeah, this is not something that is long term, but it's yes. something to be addressed because people do do it. Yes. Yeah. Had Hollyoaks done that episode and then spent the next six months, you know, with the girls cutting every time they got a paper cut, you know, and or every time, you know, it was a dark skies outside and they wanted sun to be shining. I would have gotten on them for glorifying, um, yeah. you know, cutting the way I felt like they exploited um, domestic abuse with Maxine just by having her endlessly abused month mm. after month for a year and a half. The way I feel like they exploited John Paul's rape, yeah. where he was raped and then jailed while his rapist remained free, jailed for like three, four months. What Hollywood did that was different here is they didn't glorify it. Like after, well, they didn't um, stick on the thought that that was healthy. You know, after that episode, every subsequent episode was, you know, there was more and more about how this was just not the right thing to do. And I loved it when, you know, uh, I think it was... um, Yasmin was the first to be like, this is stupid. I ain't doing this no more. If y'all don't stop, I'm going to tell all our mamas. You know, I thought that was good, you know. Yeah. It showed how, you know, for some people... They feel like it's the right thing to do, but you know when you really think about it, it's just not. And there are other healthier ways to deal with it. So I, I thought for starting that conversation, I feel as a whole the show handling it well. I was cool with. I was cool with that win. Yeah, totally cool. Yeah, and just because you mentioned this, do you feel like Emmerdale romanticized Aaron's cutting? Because I feel like they always made it seem like it wasn't. It wasn't the best thing to do. What do you think? I didn't like how. Um... I didn't like last year's cutting because he was doing it because of Rebecca and that was not good. Like he was, he was staying with Robert, but he was doing it to himself because of, and also I never ever wanted him to cut because of Robert, Mm. but he ended up doing it anyway. And I was like, fuck you, Emmerdale, why? Mm. Right? You you make, you know, you, you know, 
he's cutting himself because the love of his life cheated on him. That should have never been done, ever. Like, like I really wish they hadn't made Robert cheat on Aaron because Robert was meant to be the exception. But no. No, Ian McLeod is all for let's have everybody have sex with everybody. Yes. I, okay. So, on, just, just, just to say a little tiny bit, the fact that Michael Parr is now leaving... Couldn't it, come out, <laughs> couldn't it come out maybe that Sebastian is his son, actually, and maybe he could leave with said son? Yeah, that ain't happening, girl. Uh-uh. That baby is, okay. is going to stay with Robert Feb. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I forgot about that. I'm sad that old boy is going to be gone. But, you know, he could pull another Kate Oates and say he's gone and be back in two minutes. <laughs> I don't trust him yet. We'll see. <laughs> or, or, or we could have... We could have um, Pete waving goodbye, and then he, then he could say, "I'm still standing, <laughs> I'm the last one in the show." Oh Lord, have mercy! Yes, God, and the soap that is still standing as the best <laughs> British soap is the one that I knew was gonna get it all goddamn year, just to give, just to justify all the haters that want to talk about how Kate Oates is the worst thing to happen to any soap in history. Where Homegirl got her some best actor, best actress, and best. British soap. Before we, I talk about how I feel about her wedding for Corey, what did you think of her time on Emmerdale versus Ian's time with the show? I wish she'd never left. Because, hmm. I mean, thanks to Kate Oaks, we've got the lovely Robert Sugden back. She's the, you know, she brought him back from the grave. She did, mm-hmm. technically, sort of in a way. Um, yeah, and she, and she casted she casted Ryan Hawley because Ryan Hawley went up for the role of um, Pete, he did originally. but And she saw something in him and was like, you know what, I'm going to bring back Robert Sugden and make Ryan Hawley play him. And then he was like, you know what, I'm going to put Robert Sugden with Aaron Dingle. And it, that was amazing. And also, she she originally penned for the Aaron abuse storyline. Mm-hmm. That was her. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know... I know some people. I know some people complained and said it was retcon, but it they could have done a lot worse with it. I feel, and I feel like it was something that needed to be talked about. And I felt like Danny was the right person to do it with. Yeah. It was, and yeah, all I think all her writing and she did. She did the helicopter crash. That was amazing. That I think that won. Did that win the previous year? I think it did. Yeah, I think so. um, it didn't win. Okay. Um, yeah, she's just she's been really great with her writing. She has, and I feel like she she deserved for Coronation Street to win. She did. Like Emma Dale won when it was under her as well. It did. Mm-hmm. Emma Dale won in 2016 for the first time. It did, and that was under her writing. It was so. She is not a bad writer. She is a brilliant writer, and I will, I'll be sad to see her go. Yes. Absolutely no complaints whatsoever. Um, I loved her. Of course, there are a couple things. There's always a couple things that I don't like about uh, new producers, you know, coming in. Uh, you know, I wish she never killed off Val. I wish she never killed off uh, the woman who played, I think, uh, 
Ruby, I think. Ruby. Yeah, you know, I didn't like that. Um, you know, I'm not here for Rob Wait, Ron. Ruby and Annie are both dead now, so they can be in heaven together. Yes, I don't care about that. I want my gays alive. <laughs> you know, I, I, you know, I'm not here for Aaron and Robert being paired. I will, oh. I will admit that you know because I'm an Aaron and Jackson boy. I'm all about my person. Uh. I couldn't feel. Aaron with anybody but Finn. Uh, I thought Robert was a good actor when he was playing evil. This romantic hero business annoys me. So, but I do give her props. He does have charisma. He does have, uh, I understand why people are interested in him and that's cool. And I just feel like overall, you know, ever since uh, the one guy died, I believe it was Gavin Blythe? Um, yeah. What's his yeah. name? He had yeah. that show uh, on fire as producer. Mm. But I feel yeah. like after his passing, um, it was really Still difficult for the show to get back to a place that was as phenomenal as mm. it was when he was producing that show. And I feel like Kate Oath came in and she brought the fire. Yeah. Uh, back to Emmerdale that it had. Exactly. And she most definitely did that for coronation. I'm pretty sure she brought back Aaron Dingle as well. So I'm... Uh, yes, I'm, you're absolutely right. I mean, I waited two and a half years for Danny Miller to return. Yes. I, I never once, once said to myself, oh, he's never coming back. I bet he will come back yes. one day. And, you know, it was July of 2014. I was scrolling on the computer Clicked on an article, Danny Miller to return to Emmerdale as Aaron Livesey. I was like, what? Oh, my God. Ah! Yes. Bring the homeboy home. Yes. She is really good about bringing actors on that show that gets yeah. eyeballs in and writing stories for them that are excellent. I don't feel the same for Ian, which is why it comes about September 1st, which I'm assuming will be around the time his stories start. I'm out and I'm going back to Emmerdale full time because I'm not the one I have. The, and for any of you who are going to take that trip with me, feel free to listen to the Coronation Street podcast, Conversation Street. They do very detailed recaps of what happens every week. So you don't have to watch the mess that Ian McLeod does to the show. Just listen to them and it's great. <laughs> you don't have to suffer and you can keep up with your show. It's great. And that's exactly what I will be doing. <laughs> but I'm glad that Coronation Street won Best British Show. It was the Best British so Kate Oates has helped it be the best British soap. Those actors are phenomenal and deserve all the praises that they get. The storylines are powerful and wonderful. And after Coronation Street has been ignored for so long, it's finally uh, excellent to see those actors and that production yeah. team get the love that they deserve. So loved it. Loved it, loved it, loved it. Yes. That's all I got, baby. You got any last words for these listeners? think that's it really I think that we just have to hold out hope for all of the soaps by Corey I suppose you know and I, and I think another thing to say is that um, coming from the red carpet we also heard that the Rob Ron wedding is has been written and is in the means of coming up very very soon probably I'd say about summertime we're going to finally see Robert and Aaron finally tie the knot. Oh, well, yeah. if, if that happens during uh, McLeod's time, yeah. I missed that. <laughs> I'm going, mm-mm. I'm not quite sure when it's meant to be airing, but I think it will be under 
McLeod. Um, oh, missed that. You can tell me how it is. There's some stuff with Lachlan that's going to probably, yeah. I'm pretty sure he's going to put Robert's life in danger and urge Robert to propose to Aaron once again. Lachlan better sit there back away from my boy. Yes, that's what we need, Lachlan. Shipping right yes. around. He can go on somewhere. <laughs> so with that, I'll say I'm at Brother So. And I'm at Lou underscore Filate. Thank you guys so much for listening to the 2018 British Soap Awards special. Is the most wonderful time of the year. Bye. Bye. Get Jay to the 2019 British Soap Awards. Yes, God, 2019, baby. I'm coming. I'm coming. You'll come. You'll come. You'll come. <laughs>